Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fresh crap. <laughs> Welcome to Whiskey and White Tales, the show for those that hunt with a passion and drink with a purpose. As always, I am your host, Gus. I'm Matt. And uh, we are always thankful to our Patreon for their support and loyalty. Yeah. Um, their awesome conversation and friendship. Thank you to Waypoint Network for having us. Thank you to you for listening and supporting. And if you're new here, welcome. If not, welcome back. Um, I think we're just hanging out today, right, Matt? Uh, bullshitting a little bit about some stuff going on? Yeah, I'm just going to roll right into it. But speaking of Patreon, we have uh, you still have time to join. We have a Patreon hunt. That is November 30th. Starts December 1st. We'll be there the 30th to kind of get set up. But December 1st, 2nd, 3rd. France Mary National Forest in South Carolina. Um, we are going to have a couple local friends stop by and uh, hang out and hunt with us, cook some good food, and drink some whiskey at night. Uh, Chef Jeff specifically said he'll he'll only come if he can get drunk at night. I said that's the, that's the best time. <laughs> that's that's when we'll do it. Yep. Um, also, this episode is brought to you by an Appalachian man. Yeah. Here's what he has to say in a rustic Appalachian accent. <laughs> I'm not going to fake. Howdy there, folks. Gather around because I got something mighty special to tell you about. It's Mint Mobile. And I recommend it's the real deal. I reckon it's the real deal for all you mountain folks out there. Now, we Appalachian folks, we value a hard-earned dollar. Mint Mobile gets that. They offer plans that start at just $15. That's right. $15. You'll still get that good old reliable coverage that you need. No matter where you roam, it's kind of value we mountain men can appreciate. Mint Mobile, they don't play no tricks, no siree. They run the fastest, most spinnable network around. You ain't sacrificing quality for savings around here. It's just like the best moonshine in town. And here's the kicker. With Mint Mobile, you're free as a bird. You pick the plan that suits you, and if your needs change, you can change your plan too. It's freedom, just like these open Appalachian hills. So y'all go ahead and mosey on over to mintmobile.com slash whiskey. Take a gander at their plants. They'll even send you a free SIM card kit to get you started. It's so simple. Even a mountain man like me can figure it out. 
Mint Mobile. It's where it's ought to be. It's honest, affordable, and rugged, just like these mountains. Don't be wasting your hard-earned money on them other city slickers. Go with Mint Mobile and keep your roots planted right here where they belong. <laughs> it's oh, as reliable shit. as the sunrise over them hills. So it says. Uh, that's that's a good one. What's funny is I did uh, one for Joe Biden. Oh yeah, and uh, it says. Let's see, where was it? It says, uh, I'm not going to do it because it's dumb. But it said, oh, right here. Well, folks, I may not be the president, but I'm still a regular Joe who loves a good deal. <laughs> like, what? Really? AI doesn't think he's the president. Guess Interesting. so. Guess so. One day we'll do one Fast for day. Vantage Point Archery. But... Well, wait, when's the last time ChatGPT 3.5? That's kind of what I'm updated. wondering. Well, this is four. Oh, it is for, oh, okay. so it should be updated, but I don't know. Subscribe to that. I don't yeah, know. That's fine. Yeah. So you, yeah. What about vantage point archery? How awesome they are. Is that what you said? Yeah. I'll tell my house in there. And as Clint Eastwood to say, well, howdy there partner. <laughs> you know, in the worlds of archery, you need gear, gear that's as reliable as the sunrise. That's where vantage point archery comes in. When you're out there in the wilderness. You need broadheads. You can count on and vantage point archery delivers. It's one piece broadheads are American made and built to last just like a good old six shooter. You want your gear to be rugged and dependable. Vantage Point Archery understands that. They craft these broadheads right here in the USA. It's the kind of quality that make any cowboy proud. I'm not going to keep going, but. <laughs> yeah, Clint Eastwood always talks like he's like like in the middle of taking a really tough shit, like Vantage Point Archery. <laughs> I just good stuff. Big buck of just honing your skills. These broadheads are the real deal. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly what he sounds like. So, I mean, we got a lot going on. Yeah, that we do. Uh, We've had a guest for the past couple episodes. We got more guests for you, but we wanted to take this opportunity to get you caught up on the happenings. For sure. Yeah, we got uh, some whiskey events coming up. We've got. Dude, yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited. Coming up. Yeah. yeah, me too. I'm really excited. Boots and bourbon this weekend at the uh, the Goatery, Kiowa River, Charleston. Well, it's not Charleston, it's Kiowa River, but. Um, yeah, they have a goatery there, and they make their own cheese and honey and all kinds of stuff. And we're doing a pairing with that stuff. With uh, are, we, are we still pairing with cheese and honey? Well, they had an or... issue, and the freezer freezers went bad. But I believe they oh, have no. they have stuff for us. Cool. Which will be that's why I'm going there early, so I can see which one. Yeah, yeah. All right, I plan to be there around four because I want to yeah. set up uh, food and stuff and get some of that going so it's warm and and, and ready to go and it's time to eat. Perfect. But what's Gus is talking about is we're going to have a whiskey class and like a hangout. And then we're going to do a bottle share where everybody's invited to bring a bottle to kind of hang out with people. And then we're going to have some good old fashioned venison chili afterwards. If that's the kind of event you like and you have the ability to put on events, we've got to figure it figured out. That's what we want to do. We sold that's out. What that's, what we're, that's what we're into. <clears throat> we yeah, sold the sold event out, out it, pretty quick. It was, it was sold out in minutes. <clears throat> yeah. So if, uh, it's something that you're interested in and you're listening and you're like, Hey, I want to fly these guys to wherever I am. Or if you're in the Charleston area, it's better. But, um, yeah, so we have that this weekend. I'm pretty excited for that. Uh, tomorrow I get to do a water pump in the wife's car, which is going to be great. Oh, fun. Yeah. I was talking to James, our buddy. If you live in Charleston, you need a, well, pretty much any car 
uh, JK okay. Autos in Somerville is a friend of ours. Um, I was talking to him about it. I was like, yeah, I just need to, I don't know when I'm going to have time to do it because I'm going to be out of town almost every weekend. Yeah. And uh, I was like, everything I look at, it looks like I got to take the intake manifold off to get to it, blah, blah, blah. He was like, I never did. And then I realized I did it on her Mark Six, which is the generation before this one. And I didn't take yeah. that. I just did it blind, just feeling around. Sure. And so I was like, well, I'll just do that. And uh, he was like, I can get you the whole kit for X amount of dollars. Yeah. I was like, all right, well, I'll come pick it up tomorrow morning. He said, just bring the car, use the lift and, and use the shop and, and get it done. And I was like, yeah. what, for real? Yeah, dude, he's he's done that for, uh, he's good friends with Mark Shelton. Yep. Um, and he's done that for him. Like Mark redid the pontoons on his boat. Like I remember. He, he lifted off the, the top and just, re, I think he did anyways. And no, he, he did. did like the whole, the whole boat, um, everything, the entire thing. I was out and, there uh, one he day. Let him, sandblast. Oh yeah, that's right. And Mark was in the back with a huge buffer wheel buffing the the metal the tubes for the pontoon the pontoons if you will yeah 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 he's a good dude man he is a good, good dude. dude i've never i would never ask to come use his shop but that was awesome he yeah um, no it's a, it's a it's a literal that's his literal operating business yeah. it's uh yeah. taking up a bay you're taking up a potential customer and money yeah he said that uh his partner's gonna be out um starting at noon so he's like he's coming in to do a couple things and he's like after that i'll have a free lift i was like cool. wow i don't even know what to say because if I owned a business, I bet you know how many people probably ask him to use his lift and shit. That would be so oh, annoying, um, especially in in a car community where people are working on stuff all the time, mm -hmm. or just the Volkswagen community where things are apparently broken all the time. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing: <laughs> <laughs> we, we bought that car five years ago, and outside of a clutch that I purposely broke, um, so we could get it replaced under warranty. Outside of that, we haven't had a single problem with that car. I had an oil pan nice. leak, whatever you know, gaskets. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, eighty some thousand miles, not a single issue. We the pump's not even bad. She's driving the car right now. It's um, it's just you can smell coolant, and so yeah, I know it's, it's coming. Time. I know it's coming. Yep, yep. That's um, I just replaced the uh, replaced the belt on mom's T one a few weeks ago. It just shredded one day at a, at a stoplight. Nice. Um, she didn't know what it was. She's like, my AC went out. I just <laughs> drove it home. I was like, oh, all right, well. See, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Luckily, it's an accessory uh, belt. You're not really going to break anything in there. Yeah, yeah. And so I, uh, it was a pain in the ass to put on. Uh -huh. um, I tried to do it by feel, by just reaching in and, um, you know, not take. I had to take the the whole passenger side wheel off and all of the, uh, all the, like the firewall stuff, all yeah. the plastic, so I could actually reach it, and then try to torque down on that stupid flywheel so that I. It was a lot of fun. Good. It was. It was. There, there were a lot of curse words and a lot of things said that day. But does it have the now? The tensioner still where you have to stick a screwdriver in there or does it have the, the tensioner with the nut on it? It's the nut. So okay. you have to, you have to crank on it yeah. to, to, to free up space. I thought it had, I thought it had the screwdriver one and I spent some time trying to figure that out and I didn't see it. And then I watched a few videos and figured it out. That took me a couple hours to between going back and forth to my house because it was at her house and I didn't bring the right tools. Yeah. And I kept realizing that, God dang, I need to go back and get this. Uh, but now that I know how to do it, if it ever happens again, it'd take me like 20 minutes to do it. Yeah. Figure out which way the belt routed. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Cars suck. Thanks for everybody for listening to that. Um, also, that. <laughs> huh? I said to that. Yeah. Um, what are you sipping on? OGD. Mm. Oh, granddad bonded. Yeah. The uh, cinnamon high rye mash bill. Yeah, lots of cinnamon, um, maybe peppermint, mm -hmm. a little bit of caramel. It's good stuff. I'm sipping on uh, underrated the bottle that I believe got a shadow band. Oh, you think so? Yeah, from that video. Yeah, I think that because uh, people, it's funny. 
anytime that he posts something and then I'll make a comment like good jug or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I could just re- I could I don't have I'm not gonna go waste my time looking for it, but um, I had said something and some his guy name was his screen name was like four twenty something, you know, he's like a yeah. like a pothead, like a real pothead, and he was like, this is the logic that alcoholics make, and he, it was like durka dur, let's take another shot dur, and then like he spelled it all out, and I just I don't even I don't even know what to say to that, so I just I didn't even say everything, <laughs> but I know that he gets hit a lot by people like that. They're like they don't like alcohol, so they. They report as shit. So I'm is guessing, that what it is, really? I'm guessing. I don't know. I'm going to go report their stuff. Should. I, I'm not above being super petty on social media. Well, it's all private accounts. Like, you click at zero posts, zero followers, and it's like, nah, you're just a troll. Um, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. I normally don't even look at it because I don't care. But this one was, I was like, it's, it was like 420 triggered or something like that was his, <laughs> was his screen. Tr- makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, this is a Dan Kid. Um... He releases these chugs every once in a while. He just happened to have a new batch, so I, we got one. But uh, it's a Krogman's Whiskey Company. Never heard of them. Bloomington, Indiana. So I'm guessing it's probably MGP. Maybe mm-hmm. these people, I don't know. I, I hate to say it's MGP, but I don't know if anyone else distilling whiskey in Indiana. Yeah. I mean, it says distilled in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. So, yeah, it's MGP. But it's actually pretty good. It's got a lot of fruit notes which is why i was able to chug that long fruity 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 tooty um yeah also not a podcast sponsor because i decided to turn it down but um if you've ever heard of smithy ironworks so they make um, cast iron skillets they make a bunch of stuff like out of metal and they're here in the charleston area but right now they have a, you spend $150, you get a $25 gift card. So nice. if you were trying to buy some ex- overpriced accessories and I said, I said, I started looking at it and I was like, no, but, uh, it's really expensive. It is really expensive. Would not be hard to spend $150 That's <laughs> my point. Maybe you can get a half of, half of a cast iron pan. Yeah. Yeah. But they're, they're, they're doing a sale. Let's look it up. Just oh, nice. Smithy iron. Like I hate to, I'm not talking shit cause I own one. Yeah, so the one oh, yeah, I, have, I would, I'm saying this, but if but I would 100 buy a set if it was you know I can't afford it worth set. worth my while. Definitely. Just got other things to spend money on. Can you afford a set? I can't afford it. fucking kids. Skillet. How much is a set? Well, the number 14, the 14 inch skillet, which has one, two, mm-hmm. three, four, five, seven, eight eggs in it, so that gives you eight over medium eggs inside of it. Yeah, that is 240 dollars. Hmm. Yeah, the farmhouse skillet is 295. Yeah. Excuse me. Wow. The uh the small ones are one fifty. The cheapest one they have is a six inch skillet's eighty five bucks. Yeah. So I mean you're looking at five hundred bucks for a few decent size for uh two. <laughs> for two probably. Yeah. And then you so get- I can spend I can spend five hundred dollars on two pots or I can spend five hundred dollars on a few days worth of groceries. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you that it's a nice skillet, but <laughs> oh, I have hundred percent are. I have no reason to buy any more. I'm, I'm good with the one I got. Yeah, I don't know that I'd yeah, buy we have, another one. We have several cast irons, and most of the cooking that we do is in is in one 14 inch cast iron pan mm-hmm. or a. Uh, I have a. It's a one or two. I don't know. It's one or two quart. I think it's two quart cast iron pot. Yeah, 
that I'll cook a roast in sometimes. Um, might be bigger than that. I don't know. But those are the only two cast iron things. We, we have several other pot pans. And we just never use them, and they're sitting in storage right now. Yeah, we got rid of them. I want to keep them because they're nice to have, but I don't never use them. We got rid of a lot when we redid the kitchen. Yeah. Like, I, I literally have a uh, lay crew set now. So I've got the, you know, the Dutch oven style thing. Yeah. And yeah. I have a skillet, and I have, like, what I call an egg pan. And that's it. And then I have two things for boiling water. It's like I have a big yeah. one and a small one. Like if, if it's medium size, you're using a big one. But most stuff is small. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was nice to get rid of all that shit, man. I had four cast iron skillets at one point. Yeah. Just things I've acquired. Uh, it just takes up a lot of space. It's cluttered. Yeah. Clutters the kitchen fast. <clears throat> yeah. I turned one into a camping. So we'll use that nice. for the Patreon hunt. I'll just bring it out. You can yeah, set yeah. it right on the wood. I have a Dutch oven I'll bring out for the Patreon hunt one of the nights, or maybe each of the nights I'll do a, uh, like a Dutch oven, um, dessert over coal, over coals, do like a dump cake. Yeah. Take like, uh, take like cans of like, um, cherry or blueberry can, you know, like pie filling. You put that in there and then you put, um, cake mix on top. And this is not healthy by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Um, and then you put like two sticks of butter on yeah. top of, uh, on top of that cake mix with like a can of Sprite and you just let that cook uh, with coals on the bottom and coals on top. And then it makes like a cake. You can eat it with ice cream or by itself. It's really fun. It's really good. Hmm. Really good. I was thinking about it is a, is a regular thing that the, the scouts cook. That's where, that's where I learned it is in scouts. And you can use like any kind of pie filling you, you can, you can imagine. They also sometimes will do monkey bread in a Dutch oven. Monkey bread's good. Really good. We should do um, blackberry. Let's do blackberry filling. Oh, yeah. I can get that. That's easy. Yeah. That sounds delicious. I was also thinking about buying one of those those Brass Town, the entire ribeye thing, and, like, cutting them into steaks, and we could do sous vide one night. With, uh, oh, that'd be, that'd be dope, yeah. With pan, with fire seared. I don't know. We'll see. We shall see. Also, next weekend, we're going to Camp Hero, Kentucky. Yeehaw. Very like I was just there. Were you just, you were just there. <laughs> That's probably why it feels that way. Yeah. The, the uh, I sent you a picture of that buck. Yeah, dude. That's a nice buck. That's, if either one of us shoot that buck, that would be the biggest buck that I've ever seen in person in my life. So it's like a, it's, um, it's like a ridge that we're going to be on and we'll basically mm -hmm. be on both points. So I'll be in one point, you'll be in the other. But he nice. said everywhere in between there is just riddled with scrapes, just nice just ripped apart. Um, yeah. So he's hoping that's part of his evening trip. So he, he comes okay. up one of the sides. He doesn't know which one. Yeah. And um, like he'll hope a corn out and stuff, but he's going to, he wants to film. So okay. um, I'll probably have him with me just okay. up in a tree and, and uh, yeah. So he can get me missing on tape on film. <laughs> <laughs> that's better you than me <clears throat> yeah um yeah but yeah that sounds fun man and i'm and i'm, I'm in the same boat you are like i'm not going to sit all weekend and pass on things that i would want to shoot on the last day hoping that, that buck comes by i'll, I'll shoot whatever's going to put meat in the, in the cooler yeah i'm going to kill some i found out that my james island property won't be or john's island won't be available much longer so oh bummer Did you sell it <sighs> now um the relationship has ended. Uh oh. Yeah. So be what it be. But I might take you out there and just like sit you in a spot and I'll sit in a spot, bring the old <laughs> bring the 
bring the thirty out and uh, yeah. You have to give me the you have to give me the backstory. Now I'm curious. You have to do it now, but I need to know. Yeah, I definitely can't do it now. But I will tell you, um, nothing I did, obviously. Sure. Yeah. You would never piss anybody off. No, that's not in my nature at all. I'm the nicest, <laughs> one of the nicest people. I just asked my wife. Yeah. Is anybody else coming? Like, because we were supposed to, we were supposed to have something going on that week, that weekend at Camp Hero, right? And that, I guess that you said that can't, they got canceled. Yeah, they got dropped. Not, That's not sure. um, another story I'm not going to tell on here, but that that did get dropped. Um, which I'll tell you, we have a it's an eight hour drive, so I'll tell you on the way up there. But plenty of time. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, well, there was an event planned and uh, film crews and stuff, and and not for us. We were just they just happened to be there at the same time by our invite, mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah so nope it'll just be us which is actually nice because uh it'll be me you and brent and rocco nice yeah i figured brent would be there he um i talked to him he was there last weekend or two weekends ago when i was there and i uh, talked chatted with him for a bit he um he lives up there now um mm-hmm. not in there i guess he's he's doing a uh recruiting or working at meps a mep station up there now it's kind of i think his last his last leg of his his uh his contract there for the army i think it's the army I think but, he's in the army as well. Yeah. So he's, he's living up there now, but, um, so yeah, I think he's there quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think all of his kids shot a deer that weekend. Oh, is that what that except was? For, except for the youngest one. Yeah. That was yeah. youth weekend. That's why there were all those kids there. Uh, gotcha. Um, I didn't know they were all yeah, his was, kids. That's a lot of kids. He's got four kids and three of the Jeez. four shot a deer. Wow. Yeah. That's some good meat. And, bro. The, and the, and the old, and the oldest girl. So there were a group of boys there. And, um, if they listen to this, I apologize. I, I terrible with names but i will say i was super impressed with her uh, skinning and cleaning a deer there were boys there from somewhere else and uh they were like real hesitant and like not wanting to get their hands dirty and she was like shoulder deep really inside these deer pulling out tenderloins and just cutting her way and yeah i was like damn hell yeah that's awesome what's cool is it's gonna be cold enough to hang so if we kill the first night we could just it was then oh was it it was then yeah they hung deer all weekend it used to be like 36 degrees while we're there (laughs) yeah i don't think i don't know if i showed you all the pictures uh but there are several pictures that i took of the uh uh the blind that we built and you can see the deer in the background hanging it's pretty cool yeah that's dope i don't think you showed me that picture should have yeah, put it on social that. media. Dude, I, I, let me tell you, man. Um, I can get to that story if, if we want to, but um, get, we went up there to build. Well, might as well talk about trip. it. Yeah, I know you're busy. Yeah, we talked about it previously. I guess we can. So we, Gavin and I went up there, as I mentioned in, I think, another episode that um, he chose uh, Camp Hero, Kentucky as his benefactor for his Eagle Scout project. And we got there, and um, – None of no one from his troop was able to make the trip. Just understandable. It's a long trip. It was during the school week, um, and there were a lot of things going on at camp. So, um, you know, there were folks there that were able to help, but you know, they were also doing other things and kind of uh, double double duty. So, it really just came down to Gavin and I building it, which is fine. You know, we we it was it's easier for us to to just work through it. Um, but the uh, yeah, it took us from Thurf. Well, we got there Thursday night, um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and in, and into Monday. The two of us we converted that utility trailer into a wheelchair accessible hunting blind. Um, turned out pretty good, I, th- I think, for you know a seventeen year old who uh, designed the, the put the design together by feeding a prompt to ChatGPT that put out a build list. Wow! He took that build list and converted it into a into drawings. 
Um, and we used his measurements and everything came out perfect. Really? Uh, yeah. I That's mean, amazing. It's, it's, it's not the quality you would get from a, you know, a qualified construction architect or anything like that, but so you'll see it this week. Nothing yeah. I'd build, but it's, it's, it's hard for the course for yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, to serve as an outdoor, you know, hunting blind that you can sit in and be out of the, out of the weather and be comfortable for someone to sit with someone that else that's in a, in a wheelchair or a track chair. Um, I thought it came out pretty good and uh, super proud. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of work. We, um, we, like I said, we finished, we hoped to get it done sooner. It just didn't, it just didn't work out that way. But, um, yeah, it was a lot, it was a lot of fun, a lot of work. Um, but he did a good job. And so now he's just got to tidy up some administrative things, um, on his paperwork and his project stuff, and then it'll be all done. What, um, what were those work hours like sun up to sundown or you took some breaks? Yes. You really? Yeah. I mean, we took a break to eat and get some lunch or whatever, but, um, as, as the project went on, we identified things we needed or needed to adjust. And so each morning we took a quick trip, um, I said quick trip, a trip yeah. into Rich, Richmond. Um, Not a quick trip into Richmond. It's, Richmond's 45 minutes. So, you know, we, uh, I got real familiar with that, with that road real quick and I turned that into a 30 minute trip. Nice. Um, not probably to the appeasement of my wife if she was in the vehicle, but, um, you know, I, I put on music and white knuckled it around those and I put that uh, Toyota to the test, um, performed quite well. Um, you remember how yeah, mine so drove it down. Oh yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> shut up. I actually pointed to Gavin one day on the way out. I was like, Oh look, I puked there. Um, and he just laughed. He was like, what? And I gave him the whole story. Yeah. So he thought that was really funny. Um, but yeah, so we drove into town a couple of times. We'd go early in the morning. So each morning we were back, um, well, Friday, Friday, we got to Thursday, Friday, we had to get the lumber. I didn't want to pull a trailer and lumber through the mountains to get there. For I sure. just didn't want to deal with it. So we went Friday morning, got the lumber, got everything we needed, uh, got a late start. It, it, Friday kind of ended up, ended up being a wash, but we got the, uh, got the lumber, got it back, got it unloaded, got the trailer moved into the barn, um, all the wood unloaded into the barn. And then, um, you know, Gavin being a teenager is, you know, at the end of the day, still a teenager. He procrastinated a little bit on some measurements and some drawings. So he had some things to finish up. And I said, all right, man, Wait, you do what you got to do. This is your project. Hold on. Hold on. Did you, you towed that trailer there? No, no, oh, no, no, okay, no. Right. no. I, I, I did so. have to, tow, I did have to tow that trailer into Richmond yeah. to get all the lumber gotcha. and then, and then tow it back. Right. But no, no, but then we moved it into the trailer. So, um, Friday, that was the big thing that we did Friday was go get the lumber, get it back and unloaded and situated and kind of get tools prepped, make sure we had everything we needed. Um, we still, like I said, we still had to go into town, uh, Sunday morning, Saturday morning and Sunday morning. Um, but we did not have to go Monday morning. So, uh, quick, like hour and a half, two hour max trip into town, grab what we needed, got back. And then, uh, yeah, from that point it was like eight or nine in the morning and we worked until dark or after dark. Um, and then Monday was the last day. Um, all we had left to do Monday was to put on the door, uh, install the window, the hooks and stuff inside and finish painting. Um, and that just took, you know how it is, man, when you're doing a project, same with car project or anything else, those last minute things that should take an hour to do always seem to pop up some problem or some yeah. issue. Something doesn't line up right. Something doesn't quite fit. And you got to go back almost three steps to make it work. And it just, it ended up taking all day. So we left, we got it done, pulled it out. He, he mounted his plaque with, with the dedication to camp hero uh, we took some pictures, of course, and then um, got it parked outside, locked everything closed, moved the ATVs in, did all the stuff, showered, 
And I texted Jessica and we were pulling out at exactly six o'clock. So I drove home starting at 6 p.m., eight hours back. Um, surprisingly, despite working my ass off, both Gavin and I, for those days, I was not that tired. I think I was just amped up still from just doing it all. And, and like I was just still wired. Yeah. Um, we, so I, I just mentioned that it was a youth youth weekend. So there were people sleeping in the bunkhouse and some people tenting. But the tent was put up underneath that big awning they built. Mm -hmm. um, we were not. We we kind of separated ourselves so that we were not bothering anybody or doing anything. So we set up a tent over by where the the boat and some of the other stuff is parked over there. Um, the I bought our big ten man tent that we don't use very often just because it has like an awning and we set up a little kitchen area for ourselves so we could just be self sufficient and not really go inside unless we needed to use the bathroom or take a shower. Uh, did not know that. Um, well, I, I guess I kind of knew when I set the tent up initially. Um, if you've ever camped or dealt with outdoor gear like tents uh, gore-tex raincoats when that chemical when that coating that it makes it waterproof starts to deteriorate it gets sticky and tacky yeah and it's, it's just a good way to know this is going to stop fucking working at, i had it happen this summer uh, at, at camp with with gavin my raincoat i pulled it out of a bag and it was sticky and it poured and i was soaked like it just did like it was like it wasn't even waterproof at all um i pulled that tent out same thing. It fit. I was like, damn it, this is going to, hopefully it doesn't rain tonight. So I looked at the weather, no rain in the forecast. Cool. I'll grab an extra tarp at, at uh, Lowe's when we go into town tomorrow, cover it up. Well, if you know anything about living in the mountains, don't fucking pick, give any merit to the, to the, to the weather forecast because that shit, be changes. <laughs> that shit changes every 30 minutes. Yeah. And, um, you know, like I don't, like I learned the first time I hunted up there, I don't go into those woods without my rain pants and my rain jacket in my backpack. Mm -hmm. I, ju I just don't. And so it rained that first night and I woke up to water drops on my face and I turned, put my headlamp on and there's just water dripping everywhere. And so I hurried up and packed up my, uh, my sleeping bag and the, the pad I was and put the, the cot on its side. And I told Gavin, I said, Hey, I woke him up. I said, it's raining. It's getting wet in here. There's not, there's really nothing on the floor. So, I mean, we're on cots. So I was like, if you don't want your sleeping bag to get wet, you can go sit in the truck or sleep in the truck. He was like, uh, rah, 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 rah. yeah, he fell back to sleep. Like, all right, I guess we'll throw his sleeping bag in the dryer later. I was a wide awake at that point. So I sat outside, made myself some coffee and sat in the dark there in the hills and just listened to noises and drank coffee. And it was listening to the rain. And I was in heaven, to be honest with you. It was great. Yeah. No cell service, no Wi-Fi, just just coffee, rain and in the mountains. Um, and so it, what what would be awful to most people was like a part of maybe my favorite morning. Um but yeah, we ended up getting a tarp to fix that. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just one little kind of curveball uh, after another. But that was what made it fun. Gavin learned a lot of lessons, learned how to, you know, be anticipate those kind of things. Be self-sufficient. Don't rely on other people being available all the time to help you. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it went really good. And I'm excited. I'm excited for you to see it. I'm excited to hopefully talk to Rocco about getting up there sometime with Gavin and uh, trying to hunt out of it. I know it's meant for wheelchair accessible people but it would be cool to sit with him and, and get a hunt in for sure in that in that blind i'm sure he'd let you he's got plenty of places to oh, take yeah. it oh yeah for sure for that's sure. awesome man i'm glad it went well i'm glad uh thanks to everybody that donated to it um yes thank you for that and he's he will be sending out some some things and uh uh to say thank you to everybody and, and i'll make sure that listeners get to to read or hear that um, when that happens so oh yeah hell yeah that's cool so yeah we'll be uh there next weekend so uh you'll be getting a really awesome podcast comes out um the next one after this one that yeah uh, so the monday we're getting back yeah it's yeah. a it's a really good episode y'all gonna like it it's um i won't i won't spoil it 
but it's somebody that we were very excited to have on somebody that uh kind of walks the walk i guess talks the talk lives the life yeah i'm, ex I'm excited to cut that we came across him just kind of by happenstance and um got to listen to his podcast and kind of seeing what he's all about and i was like man this dude's like you said this dude's this dude is living the life yeah He's he's doing what, what a lot of people preach and talk about, and he's actually doing it. Well, cool. I'll tell you this: as you listen, we ask him some questions and stuff. And I one one of the I asked him about farming because he he farms and has a farm. And I was like, "How did all that? How did you get into all that?" And he's like, "What do you mean? Like it was almost a stupid question. Like how did I get into farming? But but the guy he makes his own bows, arrows, and fletches in his own arrows, and and uh, chips away at, at rocks to make broadheads, and then kills yeah. shit with it." Um, so I'm guessing my question of how'd you get into farming was pretty, it's like anybody. Can yeah. Well, he was, farming. I think he was, he didn't know how to answer it because to him there was the, basically the way he explained it, it was, it yeah. was, it's been ingrained in him since he was a child. Like it's, he's yeah. not known anything else. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's cool. It was a good podcast. It was really enjoyable. Like when you think of bear grills or like mountain men or whatever, like this is the, this guy's not on a TV show. This is like, well, he is now. Uh, I, yeah, it's actually true. Yeah. We should stop. Just yeah, we'll stop. We give it somehow. Give it away. You'll like it. Um, yeah, I'm excited to go to Kentucky. I'm excited. We haven't been on a road trip together in a while, so we have uh, yeah some time to for me to scare you in the truck. And, and we taking my truck. I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I got to work. I got to work Thursday and Friday and Monday. If we were come back Monday while we drive, so I started a new job. I don't have enough PTO. I don't have any PTO. Yeah. Did you? Uh, I'm using i'm flexing my hours to be able to take friday off completely yeah that's good that's good yeah I, I, unfortunately i'm in the middle of a pay period so uh i took a day off already so i'm trying to make up for that yeah working for the man bro mm -hmm. did you look mm -hmm. up oh never mind because we can't talk about it on here um oh what, when, okay go ahead you know what I'm talking about. i want to tell my story about getting lost oh yeah please do so i set it I up. started a new job yeah. yeah i started a new job um this monday and um if you're a new listener you know matt and i work and support government customers um and i'll just leave it at that but the customer that i'm going to be supporting now in this new job is uh the veterans health administration so they have just like like most uh civilian or, or dod agencies they have their own sort of like security process to get a badge and all that kind of stuff so i had to go to um the what is it the ralph ralph h johnson. something ralph h johnson uh va medical center here in charleston and i uh, got to the front desk and i was like i need to find the um tell me about parking first <sighs> Fuck, dude parking downtown is a fucking nightmare it doesn't matter where you go but the va is a special kind of hell <laughs> the uh, well I'll, I'll say it as a as the veteran that goes there uh sure i go there a lot because i get free healthcare there. So, um, cause I earned it, but there's a lot of people <laughs> that have this mentality. Like they're the only veteran in the world and they also earned their free healthcare. So they park like complete assholes. Like they'll take up two spots or they'll, they'll pull in and not even care that their tires hanging over. So it, it ruins the spot next to it. Cause they're small anyway. Like I would never they park my truck around the building. Like the parking spots yeah. are just too small. So along the back, it's the craziest parking lot you've ever seen. It's a it's a zigzag in and out kind of deal, and then it loops in the back. But again, the parking spots are really small. And if I were to park in there, I would. If anybody were to park around me, I would never be able to get my truck out. It just yeah. wouldn't happen. The lanes are too small, so I have to park in the very very back, where it says VA. 
uh, like transit vehicles and stuff, like the vans and stuff. They used to go pick people up. They got a ton of yeah. spots. So I was just parking one of those, not supposed to, but what are they going to do? If I get there and all the VA vans are there and other people are parked in there, I have to cancel my appointment. I can't even, there's nowhere to, there's literally nowhere to park. You can't park across the street. You can't park down the street. You can't park anywhere. It's you park there or you don't go. Um, you could literally, people that work there park in this parking garage just like three blocks away and they ride their bicycle to work. I mean, it's, it's that bad. So you got there yeah. for the first time. Like, so I got there, never been there before. Have, have no reason. Um, got there if all the, the, the directions for parking in the back and I'm like, all right, well, I see some parking. Like as soon as you get past the parking garage, there's the parking lot there yeah. and I'm like, I see open spots. I'm like, oh, easy day. Yeah. Pull in there. And then I quickly, very easily realize why they're open. Yeah. Because people have like, like you said, have a tire hanging over or the way it's situated, another car, you know, opposite of that part is sticking so far out that if you do manage to get in there, you may not be able to back out depending on yeah. how someone situates. So it becomes really, and so my, I actually parked once, got out of the vehicle took like yeah. I don't know, got like 15 yards away turned around and was like if somebody parks there yep i'm gonna be here for god knows how long so i got back in the truck and moved it um and i i probably would, shouldn't have been parking where i was parking but the very first row was all handicapped but the very last one does not have a handicap sign on it yeah at all so i parked there and put my tire up on the dirt so my tail wasn't hanging out and i just i got out and said i'll be here i shouldn't be here more than 20 minutes if something happens i'll deal with it um but I did not realize at that time, wasn't paying much attention that you have to like do this zigzag thing to get out of that yeah. place. Dude. I, and I, I, I can't tell you, I lost track of the number of messed up bumpers that I saw oh, in yeah. that parking spot. And I told you, I, I am convinced that they are all from people getting hit in that parking, in that parking lot. Well, I'll tell you this. I have a mysterious dent and, and rub on my front of my truck. And I know <clears throat> yeah. for a fact, I got it there. I know, I know for, I know I did. <laughs> so I just backed up and was like, whoops. Should have parked their asshole and then left because, you know, they're all self-entitled. <laughs> so I've, again, I've never been to this place uh, before. I've been to uh, plenty of hospitals. Um, in my previous job, I uh, supported the defense health agency, um, used to do cybersecurity and, and IT stuff at big medical treatment facilities. So I've been in tons of hospitals, uh, not, not my first rodeo. Um, I saw a big sign that said South Entrance. And I tried to go in that way and quickly realized that if you don't have a badge, you're not supposed to be coming in this way. So I give you could not get in. Hit the uh, handicap button. I did. It wouldn't open. Really? Yeah, it wouldn't open. I always go in um, that back door. And then I hit the Okay, well, I'll button. try it again. I also kind of freaked out a little bit because I wasn't sure about what I was supposed to be doing. And as I was hitting that button, I may have not pushed it hard enough. Some other folks came came in from down the hallway and were, and I was just like, maybe I'm not supposed to be here. So I just left. Walked around <laughs> the front, which is fine because I didn't know where I was supposed to be going anyways. That's fine. So I took the scenic route, went around, um, asked the guy at the front, and this is where it gets interesting. And he says, you need to go to B, and he gives the, the, the number of the, of the room. And each floor is broken up into like sections. There's a letter, and then there's a number of the, the room. I thought he said D is in Delta. It's loud down there. Everybody is, is talking. There's people right when you walk in, triaging people for flu shots. and It was just very busy. It's hard to hear. I wanted to get in and out. So I was certain he said Delta, but he said B. I figured out later. So I make my way to the elevators. I go upstairs. I'm looking at the, at kind of looking at the, uh, 
I briefly take a quick look at the, the, the numbers and I see D's in that direction. So I just start walking and start looking for, for numbers. And I'm making a left and I'm making a right. I end up in a dead end hallway that says authorized personnel only, you know, radiology, you know, uh, hazard. I'm like, nope, not, not that way. So I go back around. I got lost. I had no idea where I was. I went up a ramp, went down a ramp. Oh, yeah. The second floor is crazy. <laughs> Dude, it was, it was wild. Yeah. Um, I ended up somehow uh, following somebody just blindly while I was looking at a map. of. I found a map of the place. And I, I, I tailgated somebody into a restricted area that I did not know because I wasn't paying attention. And I was just following someone down the hallway. I didn't even realize they had opened the door. And they didn't even notice I was behind them. So I, I get into an area and I kind of stop walking. I notice that it's gotten a little dark. And I, I come out of my, my little tunnel vision that I was in and I look up and there's people staring at me and they, I, I clearly don't belong where I'm at. And I, I look around and I'm in a, like a prep area for, <laughs> for MR, MRIs and CT scans where they like give people injections and they get them prepped for like really intrusive imaging. Mm -hmm. they, give, they give people sedatives and all kinds of stuff. And I'm standing in this room and I'm being stared at by patients and by doctors and, and, and nurses. And I'm like, I'm lost. And the guy goes, you look lost. Let me help you. He's like, where are you trying to get? So I said, man, I need, I need fingerprints. He's like, Oh, B whatever. And I was like, where am I at? He's like, you're in D. And I was like, Oh, I was like, so he said, go down this, you know, go down this hallway, go down that hallway, do a somersault, do some cartwheels, yeah. go another, take another left. I went back to the elevators and started all fucking over. Yeah. Um, I passed a really nice dude that was handing out coffee. Uh, you told me about the coffee carts. I, was, I, I wanted to stop and get some just to experience that, but I didn't have time. Dude, they hand out um, socks. They hand out. I got bread last time I was there. I got a free loaf of bread. They just hand shit out all the time. A free loaf of bread yeah. from the VA. That's I brought it home. We ate it. Um, it was good. So yeah. Anyways, what what should have taken me like two minutes to get to to a room, um, which I, I once I started over, was literally right down the hallway and a, a left, and it was immediately right there. Um, it was an adventure, um, to say the least. What was more concerning, it, it, I told you it would have been funny if it would have been more funny if it wasn't so concerning, was that I ended up amongst all those patients and all that equipment and everything on accident without trying. Yeah. So, like, imagine someone wanted to, I don't know, to be, you know, malicious and was trying. It was way too easy for me to get back there, is my point. Well, as a cybersecurity professional, I believe you have your first case study. They need, <laughs> yeah, right. they need tailgating uh, training. Uh, yeah, they... The entire organization needs some training because I saw a lot of Bruh. open, uh, open workstations and things Dude, wide open. I'm just like all the time. Oh. My even my evil my evil bit had switched on. I was just like, oh my god, I could do so many things. Dude, my, I'm telling you, I can't tell you how many times I've been in there and the doctors like typing away, and then they're like, let me go over here and do something. And they leave the room and shut the door, and I'm like looking at the computer like your CAC is in the in the in the keyboard. You're logged in, and I'm sitting there staring at like my medical records but i mean i'm sure i could click the back button and just kind of like what's this guy got <laughs> <laughs> never nobody ever said nobody it's, it happens all the time yeah it's it's crazy yeah those, you know what you were doing you could just start you could just start administering like um um what's the word prescribing like amputations mm -hmm. um i was gonna order me some percocet <laughs> oh there you go <laughs> for those that don't know about cybersecurity, since that's like gus and i's life uh the biggest threat is your employee unknowingly screwing your you you and your company up so it's it's like hardening your computer so that they don't have yeah. the option to click on a virus making sure they have to log out before they leave the room the only way to get back in the room is your badge so you got to pull your badge out when you leave i mean there's you got to do stuff like yeah. that to keep it keep your shit secure and, and, 
and to, to prove that point, as I said, I just started a new job and I'm still doing, going through the onboarding process and doing stuff. I finished all of my corporate training yesterday, all this computer-based training yeah. stuff. It was about two hours worth and ha easily half of it was related to phishing, social engineering yeah. and, and other like human-based error, cybersecurity risks. Yep. So for a, a multi-million, you know, hundred, several hundred million dollar company to spend an hour of each new employee's life. Yeah reiterating that kind of stuff it's it's well, when it's i used to do red team that was our first that was the first thing like the event starts tomorrow at noon at 1201 yeah. we're calling we're calling people yeah just gonna call and be like hey <laughs> fucking let me i forgot my cack in there can you let me in real quick and they let you in the room and they don't see where you go and then now i've gained interest to the space and it's like yep. once i'm in there you're in trouble because i got a thumb drive I'm in my done. pocket it's gonna ruin your ruin your world bro yeah we did a, I did a red team, uh, we're getting way off topic. It's fun though. Uh, I did a red team engagement for a small financial firm and, uh, we, uh, told them and signed paperwork at the end of the first meeting and explained that any further engagement would be potentially what would be part of the, the red team. Yeah. Somebody went back the next day. It was like, Hey, I forgot something. Yeah. They let them in yeah. and we, we put, uh, put thumb drives all over the place. Yeah. Um, it was, it was fun. And then fishing, like I've done several um, campaigns where that was allowed as part of rule, rules and engagement. And as soon as we're authorized, you know, given the go, like we already have a, a fishing campaign set up. We take a couple hours to do some scraping on the internet for, for email addresses. Everybody gets an email. Yeah. You get an email. You get an email. Yep. So anyways. <sighs> what else do we do? Whiskey my test. <laughs> What else were we going to talk about? We have the talked about the whiskey dinner, talked about the hunting trip coming up. Yeah, um, uh, hunting updates have. Um, oh yeah, I um so I've I've been hunting this spot on an island property, and uh, there's a lot of deer in there. I see deer every time I go, um, and there's been this one particular doe that uh, I named her Karen, and she comes out and she does a this. cunt, a cunt you might say. Yeah, uh huh, and she's like superpowers she's an ex she's an extraordinary specimen of doe everybody knows does can be a pain in the ass but this one was i've never met a doe like this and it's i think it's been at least 10 times minimum of 10 yeah that i've been out there hunting and she's ruined the hunt because she'll come out there it doesn't matter where i'm sitting like she just knows she like she has she like something's wrong with her eyeballs to where she could see humans like no matter what yeah. I do, no other deer could see me, but she would come out and do this head bob. And she'd head bob <laughs> around and then she'd find me and then she'd stomp one stomp and then she'd stomp again and then, and, you know, take off running and, uh, and just blow for like 20 minutes. So she's ruined a bunch of times for me. And I just keep, I'm like, you're, you're putting yourself cause she's a smaller doe. She wasn't. Yep. But I'm like, you're, you're doing this to yourself, lady. Like, I don't want to do this to you because <laughs> it's a waste of time and money because it wasn't that big. It's your own fault. Yeah. So I finally, so I set up that blind. I'm sitting out there hunting. And sure enough, she comes out. And so the next time I went out there, I moved the blind back even further. So it was like an 80 yards yeah. from from where the where they come out at. And so I'm sitting there and I'm waiting. Nothing's really going on. And I hear what I think is a squirrel, like somewhere in front of me. And I'm like looking and I can't see. And so I kind of ignore it. And then yeah. uh, I, I see the tent 
the blind move and I looked down and I don't know what kind of snake it was. I think it was a rat snake, to be honest. It was either a rat snake yeah. or a copperhead, or not a copperhead, a cottonmouth. But it had brushed up against the tent. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to catch it. So I get up and start <laughs> looking out the side of the blind. And I guess when I got up, it scared it. It disappeared. I have no idea where it went. It was crazy. Nice. Like completely gone. So I don't know what it was. But I was excited That's to catch nice. it if it was a rat snake. Um, anyway, so I sit back down and she comes out. So I get on the scope and I'm looking at And I knew it was her because she has this. I know how she looks. Yeah. So she comes out and immediately starts doing that head bob thing. I'm like, how the fuck does she see me? Like, I just cannot, I can't believe that she can see me. So I'm looking at her and she stomped once and I pulled the trigger. <laughs> like, like I wasn't going to kill her, bitch. but yeah, that's not true. I was going to kill her. Um, but then I posted like an Instagram, like I'm so thankful for this harvest and uh, it's going to feed my family and support. But in reality, she was a problem. Really, you were like, you stood over and you were like, you did this to yourself. Dude, she did. She ran your fault. I'd guess 15 yards, but it was 15 yards through briars. So I had to like, luckily I shot her before sundown. So I was able to, the blood trail was magnificent. I not hard to find at all, but I'm like ducking down through these two foot holes, trying not to get caught on stuff. Anyway, uh, my entire yeah. body is covered in like these red spots. It looks like, it looks like I have like a disease right now. Um, but I got lit up. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> but I dragged her out. She wasn't that heavy. Threw her in the bed of the truck and and took mm -hmm. her to Cordray's, which I haven't been there in a nice. while, and I didn't think anybody would remember me. So, but as soon as I got out of the truck, old old Mister Cordray Michael was, yeah, standing there, ran right up to me. We talked for a little bit and went inside. And his wife was like, "You used to work here," and I was like, "Yeah, yeah." And we we ended up talking. I was like, "Is Kenneth here?" Because I wanted to talk shit to Kenneth, and she was like, "He's uh he's down the street at a church doing a church event." So I stopped at the church on the way out, went and talked to him, and nice. Uh, it was good to see all those people, but. Yeah, so I got at least I got one down for the uh, for the year. Looking forward yeah, yeah. to getting, eating that sweet tender dough meat. Hell yeah, man! Good for you. Congratulations. Yeah. Hopefully, we can lay some lay some deer down this uh, this weekend coming up here at Kentucky, in Kentucky, and then uh, now that it's well, it's warmed up again. But then hopefully, this cold front coming through will keep it cool. Um, start getting out down here a little bit more comfortably. I'll tell you, man, that my my spot in Ridgeville, I've had a I've had a doe and a buck on it every day, like during yeah. shooting night, every day. That's never yeah. happened to me. Nice. And there's That's no good, corn man. out there, so I think if I were to go put corn out and hunt the next day, I'd probably be successful. Yeah. Probably. We'll see. We'll probably. See. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I won't kill a small buck in Kentucky, but I will kill a doe and a buck if i if the opportunity presents itself for sure yeah um, i know it's archery only but do we need tags uh rocco's Check, i know he has some special yeah I know he has special permits and he gets special tags i just wasn't sure if we need to get our own yeah he's getting i'm i'm gonna buy a license just so yeah 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 i will too it's in the books but um and i think it comes with tags so it doesn't really matter nice all right fair enough done 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 and done yep gotta spend money to make money or that's what they say make deer meat anyway um yeah i think that was all the updates the holiday season is right around the corner we're less than a month away from thanksgiving uh, can't wait yep also let us know um the bitter milk thing we cut we quit offering bitter milk and um 
don't know if that was a good choice or not. Maybe something we just need to bring back for the holidays or something. I don't That's kind of what I was thinking. We just bring it back for the holidays. Um, oh, yeah. Taylor just texted me. I have cheese and honey for you. So Nice. Guess who's doing pairings tonight? Sweet. I'll, so I'll be getting I'll be getting partially coherent text messages at about eleven thirty then. Probably. That's the plan. <laughs> That's the plan. Let's plan on that. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll definitely I'll send you uh one line text messages, like forty of them. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> um I was thinking for the class, if you wanted to prepare something for burnt church. And then we'll get a a burnt church bottle as one of the as one of the tastings. Prepare um, like what? What do we I think? We we're we we're going to be doing candy, weren't we? Like Halloween candy? And no, we're doing we're do something different. No, we're not doing the candy thing. We're doing uh, okay the uh, stuff from there. So cheese and honey from from the goatery. Yeah, yeah. But if you wanted to prepare something like you know how our class goes, so something for a burnt church. Um, just to talk about, yeah, like, yeah, like the oh, I know. So six grain. So talk about maybe mash bills. So if you yeah, want to prepare yeah. something for mash bills, and and uh, typically it's you know a flavoring grain and corn and blah blah blah, right. and yeah, yeah, that'll be a cool, that. interesting part. Yeah. Sure, I think it'd be for the nerds, one. for the nerds, yeah. Hopefully, we have some nerds there. I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be. I think it's going to be a bunch of old people. <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be a bunch of rich people. I know that. Well, if you listen to the podcast, we like you we rich like, or world. We like you we rich care. or old, yeah. And all if, we care is, as bourbon stewards, all, all, we, all we care about is that you like to drink. That you like to drink it. Yeah, so if you're listening to this from the class, uh, hi, we love you. Thanks for coming. And we probably had a great time. Oh, I know we had a great time. I can already tell. I can feel it in my bones. It's going to be the bottle share, uh, chili. Yeah. And cheese, cheese and honey pairings. I'm not sure how this goes wrong. No, I'm not either. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be glorious as the, as the kids say, I don't know if the kids say that or not. They do. <clears throat> they do. Bruh. They say bruh a lot. Yeah. What and are some of the new, like, what are some stuff Gavin says that like, you're like, <laughs> Gavin does not, does not, uh, subscribe to a lot of that shit. No. He's not uh, a. He's my not a my youngest son Nolan does. Yeah, because uh, he hears he hears a lot of it playing video games. Mm. You know, you know what else he hears playing video games? I don't want to know. I got some. I got some guesses. Yeah, I play video games from once in a while, and uh, I hear some wild shit in there. That's <laughs> great. Yeah. Yeah. Now nah, I feel like a bad dad. I'm gonna go drink myself to sleep. Why would you be a bad? No, what are you talking about? He's he's becoming worldly. He's learning. Yeah, that's that's, a, that's what I'm gonna tell my wife. He's just he's just being becoming a well-rounded young man. Yeah. Do you see? Um, have you heard of the boneyard in Alaska? That were the ships. No, it's uh. No. Oh yes, I know what you're talking about yeah, the fossils. Yeah. yeah. So I did you a find something new. Deep dive on that today. Well, they they've been dating some of them, and so some of them are oh, like because okay. they're bones, you know. But some of them were sawed, like they have saw marks where they were sawed by, I, I would, I mean, probably a, some type of human. I don't know if it was sure our type of human. Um, mm. But it's like they dated it and it was like 60,000 years ago. <laughs> so insane. 
So this goes on to that, that I can't remember the name of the book now. Maybe it was discussed on the book Sapiens. Yeah. Where he talks about ancient civilizations that may have been more advanced than us. Mm-hmm. And the, the cycle of humanities where we get, yeah. get really advanced and then we're wiped out by either ourselves or natural disasters. And then the cycle starts over again. Yeah. Where like you have these very primitive versions of humans and then they go through the whole progression process over again. Mm-hmm. Graham Hancock idea, talks like, about really fat. Yeah, that's that's Graham Hancock. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, he talks about it a lot. Uh, great, great series. If you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix called uh, Ancient Apocalypse. Fantastic. It's it's like, you know, it's one guy's theory, but it's it's something to really think about. There's some very compelling evidence when he points out some of the physical things that have been found that, you know, people have said, oh, it must have been aliens or. Yeah. Like, or it could just be, you know, civilizations that were just advanced in different ways. We tracked it from the Greeks. The Greeks learned their architecture from the Egyptians. And uh, the theory is that the Egyptians just took over that place. Like that place already existed and the Egyptians moved in and were like, this is ours now. Like that it probably existed before that because like the, Interesting. the way the pyramids were built. But it talk about how many stones were in the pyramid and how long, how long would it take for someone to you know, chisel it out of the, you know, whatever, but they, they have like images of these drill holes and things that almost look like they had something that could cut rock. It's just like scooped rock out like these perfect lines. Um, and then like Gobekli Tepe, I mean, all those, all those things, it's so fascinating. It's, but it's, they've pretty much proven that there were, there was a civilization before the younger Dryas, which was 11,800 years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, and, there, and it was an advanced civilization. It wasn't, it wasn't, you know, they thought that back then we were using copper tools and, and like the stone age shit. And, and that's, yeah. that's not true, but also the other yeah, types of hominids they found, I watched a documentary on one where they had, they had found this cave in Africa and they went down in there like super far. And in the very back, there's like this, this thing they call the chute and they go down in the chute and there's bodies in there, well, like skeletons. What? And they're like, people yeah. just fell in there. And they're like, they fell in there. And then also covered themselves up with earth with their favorite memory. Like they were clearly buried and they weren't homo yeah. sapiens. It was some other kind of hominid. Sapien. Yeah. Hominid. Um, Damn. But crazy. they had a burial ritual. But what they, what they show is like where they were buried at, there was these hash marks on the stone. Like they had hashed uh-huh. these marks and it's, it's like that same mark was found in France. It's been found, it's been found all over the world. This same little hash mark, which is over oh, burial sites. Yeah. Throughout the war, throughout the millennia, as they say, pretty wild. Yeah, I have to go watch that now. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it? No, you told Dude, me to watch it. I never have. It's so good. They do like artist renderings of what the places look. They show you what it looks like today, and he tells yeah. you this is what they say. This is volcanic rock that just came out of the volcano. And then they like show you reconstructed what they think it looks like. And then they show it to you again. I'm like, what do you think? Yeah. But they found these like underground civilizations that are massive that would hold tons of people. And yeah. They're all like closed off. They're all over the world. And he was like, yeah. this is when the meteors were coming. But it was like, you could see the meteor coming. You w- It wouldn't hit you and you didn't know. You would be able to see it in the night sky. So they yeah. like, these holes in the ground were made way before that. I'm guessing yeah. from a previous meteor strike. And then they all were like, we got to get underground. <laughs> and so they all went in. Right. And so it's like, we owe our civilization, these people that were smart enough to go hide underground 11,500 years ago when uh, yeah. the meteor hit and melted the ice caps and flooded the world, basically. 
That's why you see civilizations underwater. This dude's so fascinating. Yeah, yeah, it is fascinating. All right, I'm going to go eat some of this cheese and honey. Enjoy. Let me know how it goes. Will. All right, man. Till next time, folks. Yep. Thanks for listening. Bye.